The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I'm a DEI thought leader, a LinkedIn top voice, and I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. And so if you've been listening to the show, you know, Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. From my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we will provide some tips at the end. And they're tips on not how to survive, but how how to thrive in organizations wherever you are. All right, so Mita Malik, what are we talking about on today's show? D, I have been holding on to this. I haven't called you, haven't texted you, haven't sent you an audio message. I have been waiting to share this with our Brown Tabletop community. Why did he ghost me? Why did he ghost me? And so... We're going to get into it. Dee and I will, of course, always spill some tea. We have some stories to share and we will leave some tips at the end. Dee, did you fall off your chair? I did. I did because I'm always ready to hear a story. It's like, wait, should I get a beverage, a cocktail, a cigarette or something? I don't smoke. I don't drink, but it's just, it's always so juicy. All right, go. I want to hear this because you know what sidebar? My team is always like, wait, D, they're hitting me up in Slack. D, are you ghosting me? And so now my mom even says that everybody is hypersensitive to ghosting. So let's hear this ghosting story. Oh, let's hear the story and then we'll get into your stories about ghosting. No, I don't have one. I want to hear who who ghosted who. Who ghosted me? Okay. So as you all know, I have a new book coming out. I've been trying to spread awareness of it. I have somebody who I worked with many moons ago, very early in my career, and he reached out. He said, I'd love to connect. So we get on. We have a virtual cup of coffee, as they say. And we have a, a wonderful conversation. He's like, I'm so proud of you. This book is coming out. He is, as you would say, a badass executive. He's like, I'm going to buy books for my whole company. I'm going to fly you across the country. I want you to come speak here. Keep the state open. I want you to come to do this and this and this. And this is going to be great. This book's going to be a bestseller. So amazing. So amazing that I go and tell my mom, because this is the first conversation I'm having about the book. My mom's like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so wonderful that he's supportive. Okay. D, never heard from him again. Wait. Okay, let's hear it. So my publishing team had said to me, you follow up with people three times. I'm not forcing anyone to buy the book. This person generously offered was very excited. So the first note went something like this. Hi, Dee. It was so great to chat with you and catch up with you. As promised, here are the details of my book. Great. Four weeks pass. Hi, Dee. Hope you're doing well. Checking in. Can I answer any questions? 
can I provide any more, more details for you? Another four to five weeks pass. Third follow-up. Hi, Dee. I know you're a busy, badass executive. Is there somebody you would like to... I didn't say that. I know you're a busy executive. Is there somebody on your team that I should be connecting with to follow up on the details? D, never hear from them again. Now, here's the thing, because we talk about this with ghosting. A lot of people have a lot of things going on that we don't know about. God forbid, grief, loss of life, loved one, mental health issues, a lot of things going on, burnout, except D, he's talking to everybody else. I see him on LinkedIn. Oh, you seen him on LinkedIn? Oh, darn it. Posting, commenting. And then I know he's connected with somebody else. And I'm like, what is going on here? But it just really hurts my heart. I'm like, why did he ghost me? Because we had this like amazing conversation. And that's what's really disappointing. Actually, I would have had more respect for the situation if this individual had just said, things have changed. I'm sorry, I can't follow through. That happens in life. I'm okay with that. But D, oh, friend, help me out. This one hurts. I'm like, why get on a call with me? I know. And spend all this time. Uh, this is, it's a problem. And it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. I think there's a couple of things going on. There are people who are genuinely wanting to do the right thing or like they're wanting to do the right thing, but they're writing checks that they're, you know, there's a saying in the South or saying in the Black community, or do they say, hey, people, hey, everybody following the show. Do they say this everywhere? Like you write a check that you're, you know, you're behind can't cash. Like, is that, that's like a thing culturally. <laughs> you ever hear that? Did you write a check that your butt can't cash? No, that's the first time I'm hearing it. Okay, well, then that might be, I think that might be a, a cultural thing. Yeah, or like a Southern thing or just my grandmother. <laughs> it's my okay. grandmother. Thing. I love that. Okay. He wrote a check that is his, you know what, couldn't cash. And so I think people are genuinely, you know, immediately responding and reacting, excitement and wanting to do and believing, yes, I can do this. And then before they have even sort of gotten the approvals and the clearance and such. So I think there's a part of what happens is people genuinely happy. So maybe it was that he was genuinely happy and his response is, this makes sense. Like, yeah, I'll be able to get this done. I mean, it's a, I mean, your book is, it's a professional, I mean, it applies to business. It's professional. It's not like one of your thousands of memoirs about the romance that you and your husband had way back when. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a high value proposition, right? So maybe it was that, but here's the rub. The rub is that it's to your point, just respond, dude, and say, you know what? Just respond. Just respond. And you know what? You know what I will tell you? What I love and listeners just rewind what Dee said. I actually really think that's an important part of why ghosting happens. People get excited. They overcommit. They overpromise. They overdeliver. They sign up for a check they can't actually write. In this situation, he can write the check. That's all I'm going to say. You think? Oh, I know. I know. I'm not going to say more than that because I don't want to reveal. I know. I know. There was somebody else recently who offered to support my book. And they wrote back and said, I'm really sorry. Our budgets have been cut. I'm going to personally buy 10 copies. How sweet is that? That's all you have to say. I'm going to personally buy 10 copies. I was like, oh my God. And it's a tough market right now. So I understand. But isn't that so lovely to follow up and just to say, 
things have changed. And I, I'm like, oh my God, I totally understand. But there's something about this. Do you know what mom said? What'd she say? Moms know. Moms know. What did she moms say? Let's, everybody lean in. Moms know. Let's lean in. What'd she have to say? Mom, you know, I tell mom. Mom's hearing all this. Mom's just hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. Drip, drip, drip. Mom says to me one day, looks up from her cup of tea. He's jealous that you're writing a book. She's right. <laughs> My mom's like, he's jealous. I'm like, what, mom? No. Mom, no. Mom's like, moms, no. He's jealous. And I'm like, but mom. She's like, mm. goes back to her book and tea. That's what I'm going to say. He's jealous. Yeah. So mom is right in that there is something about when you have relationship, even if it's just one network, acquaintance, colleague, coworker, and all is well. And then all of a sudden there's something there, right? There's some either pulling back or distance or awkwardness on their side, on their part. Now they may say it's on the other side, but, and what I have learned over the years is there is something about you that they desire and being in proximity is making them uncomfortable. So all I'm saying is, it's what mom said. So it's that either he wants to write a book and he had a situation. So then I'll play out another narrative. Then maybe it wasn't that he was super excited to talk to you. He was super excited because, or he was he was more curious and more like, how in the heck did she get a book deal? And I want a big book deal. I should have a book deal. Do you see? And so something about when people begin to distance themselves from you, from us, and this is played out, I have observed, and you know, I do this work from, you know, many years back as a people person, I'm a, before I scaled the company as an executive coach, and then coached a high level, high ranking, high profile women of which I just came back from. And so we've had to process a lot of things and a lot of people who have circled back around. And we'll say to Mita, Mita, you know, all those years ago, I didn't have the courage to say it then, but I was dealing with my own issues or feelings of X and wanting to write a book and feeling like I should have, I should be a writer for Harvard Business Review. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to anybody here? You understand? My, all, all I'm doing is I'm supporting and defending mom's case. Mom is right, but here's the breakdown. Whenever you see the drawing back or that tension, it's because people are observing and they want what you have or they want something or something about you makes them uncomfortable. And that's what it is. He pulled back and he watched you on also on LinkedIn. There you go. So I'm going to be specific because that's what we do with the Brown Table Talk before anyone comes after me and says, why is this important? I want Dee's opinion. It, he does identify as a white man. I knew that. And so as a woman of color, you knew that. I know you knew that. But when you talk about the pulling back, has that happened more in your career? Do you, I mean, listen, we've talked about this. I've worked for one woman of color my entire career. I have had a long career at this point. I've worked in many different spaces and places. I've worked for almost all white men. And so the question is, does this happen? I mean, it happens among women too, but it is interesting when we talk about how we might be perceived as a threat. Everything we talk about on this podcast, how are you so articulate? How are you so good? Wow. How did you get this book deal? 
how do you have so much time to write? Like all of those sort of cutting compliments. Backhanded compliments. Or they cut. When they slice, they're not a good. Compliments are supposed to make you feel good. Like when they slice you or cut you in a little bit somehow, you're like, "Mm, no, that's not a compliment. You know, I'm not surprised because you know what? There's several scenarios here. It's either the immediate reaction and immediate excitement. I want to support. There's that. There's scenario A. That's how we played out scenario A. Scenario B was just wanting to have a conversation with you. So that was that was about proximity and no, no, not necessarily excited, but curious. And let me lean in. I want to have a conversation with her and I want to just see what she's up to and see what I can glean. And then everything else was. So that's scenario two. Right. Because you've had people who have, you know, leaned in. I know, friend, breathe. I hear the sigh. I know I am all up and down your block in on on your in your neighborhood right now. I already know. We've had these conversations. We saved them now. No, we it just walk. makes me sad. It makes me sad because there's so much room for all of us to win. I just don't live my life like that. So that makes me sad that people do that. You don't. You don't, but you know, you know, there are people who believe it's a zero sum game. Like, you know, if you are winning and you are LinkedIn top voice, you know, and it keeps on coming. HBR contributor and big presence of a book deal with a major publisher, and then you contribute to so many others, then it's like people, some people are just not happy because they believe that it should be them. Although they're not even working for it or working on it. Some part of that I'm going to say also is for the people who are not working and efforting that it's privilege. Like they think, well, somebody should just like come to me. <laughs> like maybe he's thinking. No, it is, right? I mean, that's like a magic wand. And that's not how, you know, we talked about this in the podcast. I got the book deal through this podcast and through you. You made the strategic introduction. So it was not for either of us. We are not an overnight success. But you running and founding Diverse and Engaged, big executive, big founder. Do you find that? Have you had moments? Share a story. You've got to have a story where people have pulled back from you. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Really? All the time? Oh yeah. All the time, even now. But, but I've had this also in people who have either worked with or for me, actually worked with me, for me in my communities prior to growing the company. And they circle back years ago. That's how I knew. They all, like when there was that tension of separation at the period of transition, And then they circled back. And I thought that was really powerful. And so I've come to just that insight of, oh, when something gets really awkward, one of the possibilities is it's something about what you do, D, that they really want to be doing. The one person, she came back and she said, I just really want to thank you. She had a big awareness. She just said, I learned so much. I grew so much. And now I'm doing X as a result. Another will always, much like you, will say, my coach, my coach, my coach. And she has a really big following and a big brand. And she has had similar. And so on her side, so I'm able to share this insight. And then so I've had a personal experience, a friend who I thought was a friend. And similarly, oh, they really want to be a brand. They really want to be consulting. They really want to be X. So those are personal. Now, from a business perspective, business is more normal. So let's talk about it from a business perspective. 
it's, you know, you have that conversation like you, like, hey, yeah, D, we want to work with diversity and engage and we want to do, and then you don't hear. That's a real thing. That's like supplier diversity, strategic, you know, procurement. That's real business, right? And actually on the business side, it's not as painful because that is part of the sales process. It's like, you know, you have to count your number of no's, count the number of no's. I think your situation is different because when you have somebody say yes, and then they pull back. Yes, and then they they pull back. So happens all the time. And on the business side, I will say that strategically in a lot of conversations now, the ask is, will you agree that either way, whatever your decision, you will follow up? You'll just let me know. Do you see on the front end? And so that's the conversation with do like either way, like if, would you do me a solid and just let me know either way? Because here's the thing. When you ghost someone intentionally or unintentionally, you are damaging your leadership brand. You are starting to burn relationships, especially if you do it repetitively. Now with this individual, what does Dr. Maya Angelou say? When people show you when who people they show are, you who they are, believe them. Sometimes it takes me ten times D, as you know. I'm getting better. Sometimes it takes me ten times, but now it's like okay, I see, and I just sort of put that away because life is too short to be expending energy against people who don't want our energy, and I'm cool with that. But you just you unlocked something different for me because I had always thought when I think about ghosting. It's that you said yes to something that you now need to say no to, but you are scared to, so you just don't respond. Or you actually committed to write a check, you can't. Or you actually can't deliver on what you said. So I always joke and say, if I tell you I can introduce you to Adam Grant, Brene Brown, or our forever first lady, Michelle Obama, run the other way, because I can't. I'm lying, right? (laughs) So... I can't make those connections. I don't know those people. But maybe in the moment I say, yes, I do. And then I'm like, oops, no, I actually don't know them. But that's so interesting because now there's this whole piece of it is something that's making you uncomfortable and causing you to self-reflect about your own life. And that's creating the distance. And that's why you end up doing, end up ghosting. That's really powerful. I hadn't thought about it that way. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. 
I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. It could be, it's a lot of different possibilities. And what I like about this conversation right now is that we're exploring possibility of when people ghost what that could be. Why? Why, right? And because I think it's helpful, I love our show because I like that we get to process things because it's learning, right? It helps us to be better, greater awareness because I'm going to be quite honest, like my email, like I'm somebody is probably saying that I'm ghosting them. Actually, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> Actually, I, there's one person I was, you know why? Because her people were not mean. Her people were mean. They were not nice. And so I'm just not responding to that email. I'm not responding. Now, some people would say it's ghosting. I'm not responding. I did see it. I did. I knew. I knew that that's called protecting your boundaries. That's right. And I knew that the person was going, I knew it was an ask. I knew it wasn't a, how are you? Even though like sometimes that is, no, we don't, don't just cut, cut to the chase. Like my, my mentor many years ago, she goes, don't stop asking people how you're doing and checking in and all of that. Just ask, what do you want? And she's 75 ish. In fact, she's almost 80. Actually, even a protege of Maya Angelou, speaking of Maya Angelou. And so she doesn't like, yeah, she says stop with all that. But let me come back to the story. I have challenges managing email and I used to speak negatively about the email. The email is the devil. And I took that back because you know why? There is yummy, amazing, beautiful people that come to me via email and with great opportunities, great offers and great asks. So it's not that. But I will say there could be people in my email who believe that I may be ghosting them, but I feel like this one person, it's different because we do know each other, but she had an ask. And just to give insight on the other side, I was not responding to her because she was, her people were mean, like not nice. And I don't do business with people who are not nice. I'm genuinely into that part. I'm not. So I think the ghosting, if we tease this out a bit, it's more like it's not not responding. It's you had a conversation, you made a commitment, and he's not honoring his commitment. That's what it is. That's the piece. It's the verbal commitment. Here's the other thing I want to say, because you and I get a lot of DMs and a lot of emails. I would love to respond to everyone. I just can't. I try to respond to as many as I can. It's also not ghosting if I don't know you. We have never met. If we have never had a phone conversation, never had a cup of tea, never been at an event together, if we have never met, I can't ghost you because I don't know you. So think about that and go back to some of our earlier episodes where we talk about how you can help each other make a strategic introduction if you do want an introduction to DC Marshall, and I happen to know DC Marshall, then perhaps there's a way, if it's a win-win for both of you, I would make that introduction. But that's the other thing too. It's not ghosting. If you are trying to reach out to someone you don't know and they don't respond, good for you for trying, but that's not ghosting. I also want to circle back to the business piece, which is like, 
in this world, there is absolutely no reason, back to your follow-up, no reason to ghost candidates or in your case, diverse and engaged. The amount of time you all put into proposals, and you might not get at every one of them, and that's okay, that's life. Like you said, those no's will turn into a yes, but there's no reason that someone does not have the courtesy to write a two-line note that says, thanks so much for the proposal. We're going in another direction. Best of luck. Like, Yep, I think you're right from the business perspective. But you know, the folks will say they have so much volume that it's hard for them to circle back. Well, but here's the difference. It depends, Dee. I'm going to challenge that to say, because you know what? I know recruiters listening will be like, oh, you're giving terrible advice. No, I'm talking about, and you know, I've done many an interview process. If I've started an interview process, I'm not talking about I put my resume on, you know, through LinkedIn jobs for a job at Disney. I'm making that up. That's like 5,000 people have applied to that job. They don't owe me a response. But if I've started a process, they owe me a response. That's the difference. And you, you, they owe you a response. If you submitted a request for proposal, you pitched, they owe you a response. Yep. We did a capabilities brief and then followed up. Yep, you do. That's a leader, but that's leader behavior versus manager behavior. It tells us where you are. But you know what? Let me let me pause here, okay? Everybody keep following. I'm going to do a sidebar because I want to circle back. I'm going to take a moment of personal privilege, okay? I'm going to go back to something completely not part of this conversation, but what my friend said before. I'm going to take a bit of personal privilege for all of you in Nita's LinkedIn and you're not hearing back. This is me with my coaching hat. Here's how you get to Mita and or someone like. So if she's not going to respond, she's not going to respond in the email. Take, I'm getting my pen out. Write this down. Get out. It's not, it's a lot of volume, right? Follow her where she's speaking live or invite her to speak live. Invite her for a fireside chat in your company, a strategy meeting. Maybe she's probably going to say no, but invite her. That is how you'll get to have your conversation and add value to your company, right? Because then what you're doing is also that's a bit of proximity. You made the recommendation. So right now, depending on when you're listening to our podcast, but all year round, there are lots of opportunities where you could perhaps invite Mita in through the ERG, BRG, through, I don't know, I'm making this up, town hall, annual something, invite her in. And that's how you can get your your question answered. In fact, you can invite any topics on workplace culture, recalibrating post affirmative action. I'm making this up, invite her in. That's how you're going to have your conversation. So I was invited to speak at Cornell once and there was a woman there who waited until after I spoke (laughs) and there's a lot of people and I need to go back to the train station and I don't know how she knew. And she, you could tell, introvert, very quiet, very off to the side. She was going to wait until everybody else finished talking to me to talk to me. And guess what she did? She drove you to the train station. She drove me to the train station and that's gangster. That is gangster. That's baby, that right there, that right there. Okay. And guess what? She got everything she needed. She got everything. Do you need some Starbucks? I'll come get you, D. Drive you to See? Starbucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Drive so, anyway, Marshall I, to Starbucks. Oh, but then the other thing I got to say, I won't na- mention the name or the company, but this happened not too long ago this summer, Martha's Vineyard. 
DC Marshall, diverse and engaged, dominating Martha's Vineyard. Someone said, would you invite DC Marshall strategic invitation? I was like, well, yes, I do know her. And yes, she will be at the vineyard. So let me send this to her team. And then you went. And I was like, oh, but see, that was very strategic. Thank you so much. So if you want to get DC Marshall, she's at Martha's Vineyard for pretty much the month of August. And I can never go because it's my husband's birthday and all sorts of family stuff. But I'm on Instagram watching all the events. And so that's a great place. And I'm watching her. I'm like, oh, so like if you want access, that's it's such a I love that idea. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I know listeners, I know for everybody who follows Brown Table Talk, I'm trusting that you're getting you're able to take away one thing and that even our sidebar conversation is of value because, you know, we have very organic conversations. We're not scripted. We save our relationship. We don't talk offline anymore because I learned that from Oprah. You save everything for the show. It's not ghosting if you're in Mita's or sending her a DM and she didn't respond. Just invite her. Just invite us. Just invite us. All right, D. That was an amazing conversation. I can't believe it. Here we are, my friend, at the tips. I'm going to turn it over to you for one and two, and I'll close this out with three. All right. Tip number one, don't commit to writing a check that you may not be able to honor. That's tip number one. Tip number two, it's okay to go back and say no. Just say something. Just respond. All right. And Mita, over to you for tip number three. Tip number three, stick to your commitments. Because when you ghost, it will damage your own leadership brand and also start to damage the relationships that you've worked really hard to build. And with that, I can't believe it, D. We're at the end of the episode. Thank you to Brown Table Talk Community. Thank you, LinkedIn. If you like this conversation today, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Please review, subscribe, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. Hi, Brown Table Talk community. I'm excited to share my big news with you, which is I am going to become an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is coming out on October 3rd. It's available right now on Amazon for pre-order. pre-order. 